Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Hey, I'm still coming to you from beautiful Missoula, Montana. I am home now, but this is a pre-recorded session. I've actually had this on my docket for several weeks, and I wanted to bring it to you. It's a little heavy content, though. So I'm going to share with you five wounds that uh, we can suffer from within the first five years of our life. Uh, Many of you will find that you have at least one, if not more. Um, So I'm going to share what the wound is. I'm going to share kind of, you know, who was involved in that. How does that show up in your life, um, you know, up until this point? And then I'm also going to share with you a mask that you developed over time in order to kind of stay safe or feel protected. Um, So this is definitely one of those that you're going to want to maybe listen to the first time. Really hear it for yourself. Which one of these is mine? And then come back to it later and take some notes. It's a it's a, a very content uh, information driven podcast. I know we've we've uh, been doing the rah rah let's have some fun golden nugget travel um, road episodes for the last week or so, but this is really getting back into the content. So you might want to take some notes, but you might want to listen to it the first time without notes and just ask yourself how does this apply to me? Okay, awesome. Enjoy. All right. So I am recording this as I am still in Missoula, Montana, Um, just looking at my schedule, knowing that I'm going to be driving another two full days to get home. I'm pretty sure that by Saturday when this episode is going to air, I'm probably not going to have much of a brain left. So I'm just going to pre-record it, make sure that you guys have it. But I'll be honest, this um, one topic has really been uh, on my mind for many, many weeks. And I, I actually sat down two weeks ago and I wrote it all out and I was going to do it um, on another episode. We just didn't get a chance to. So um, I brought it with me. I have this little book that I keep all my, my ideas for podcast episodes on. So if you've given me a suggestion for an episode in the past, guess what? It's on a post-it note in a little notebook. Okay. So I really wanted to share this one. I know uh, with the road trip, we've been kind of updating and little lessons or nuggets here and there on, you know, traveling and different things like that. But this one is a little heavier of a teaching, okay? So um, you may want to take some notes on this. Uh, you This might be one of those where you want to listen the first time and just kind of get a feel for it and then come back to it and listen again and take some more notes, Okay. Quite frankly, I feel like I could do a whole webinar or a whole half a day session on this, but I'm just going to kind of throw it out there. So um, in essence, there are five wounds, if you will, that we kind of suffer, especially within early childhood. So the first, I'd say probably the first five years. Okay. So these five wounds, they come from various different places. Um, They're usually based on relationships that we have with other people, typically our early caregivers. So it could be um, your parents, grandparents, um, community helpers, things like that. But these wounds, in essence, what happens is that um, we we are wounded and we create a mask that is, um, it, it tries to keep us safe right? This mask based out of our fear because of this wound, uh, we create it so that we feel protected, we feel safe, we feel like we're in control. However, it also keeps us stuck. So there are five of them. Most people have at least one 
but honestly, probably more than that. Okay. So for each one of these, I'm going to share with you, um, when they typically develop, um, who might be involved in that development? What are some ways that you could have been treated? Um, what are ways that you might feel now? And then for each of the wounds, I'm going to share what the mask is that you might currently have in your adult life. So you could look at it one of one of two ways. You could say, oh my gosh, I totally get it that that is my wound. And then say, oh my, that's, that's why I you know do this thing as an adult. Or you could say, I don't know if that's my wound, but when I share the mask with you, you go, oh yeah, that one's definitely mine. So then it can give you some data to kind of dig a little bit deeper. Okay. All right. So, um, the first wound is rejection. Okay. Now, uh, obviously this, uh, comes up more honestly, in, in all of your life, right? You can be rejected by anybody, but it causes significant developmental issues when it's within early childhood. So particularly the first five years. And usually um, it's a rejection from the same sex parent. So if you're a male, usually your father. If you're a female, usually your mother. Okay. Um, you you kind of have this, uh, you know, I don't have a right to exist unless possibly I, I am a perfectionist, right? I've got to perform. I've got to achieve. I've got to be the smartest person in the room. Uh, you may feel at times that you have a deep love for yourself, but also, um, a deep hate for yourself. You can go back and forth. Now, remember, as I'm sharing all of these, just because you, you might have one of these doesn't mean all of them relate to you. Okay. So you're just trying to see which ones relate to you. You could also feel that you're a solitude, solitary individual. Um, maybe you're invisible in life, right? Um, Maybe you feel that you're misunderstood. Uh, you could also feel like it's hard to stop and play and really feel joy in your life because if I'm not doing, if I'm not achieving something, then um, I don't feel good, right? So when people say, let's go to a movie and you're like, oh man, I got to put up with this now, right? Um, it's also easy for folks who have a wound of rejection to what I call go, go high spiritually, meaning that, uh, you, you can kind of dissociate from your body. So if you're, um, doing meditation, you can go, you know, really fast, really far with meditation. You, you might have great spiritual gifts because you're not as, uh, grounded in this earth. Okay. That fear of rejection really told your spirit, um, this is not the place for you. Okay. So the wound is rejection and the mask is withdrawal. So you could withdraw from um, people for sure, because you don't want to have that, that fear of rejection again. Um, you can withdraw from, you know, things that you don't know about. You're just like, yep, nope, I'm not having anything to do with that. Um, withdrawal from just society, right? Um, so think about that. H how does that relate to you? Is that yours? It might be yours. It's definitely one of mine but it might not. All right. So the second wound is abandonment. Now, again, this can happen any time of your life, but particularly within years one through three. Okay. So the, the, the first year it doesn't show up quite as much, but 
um, once you become a little bit more aware, uh, the years one through three, it shows up. And it's usually because of um, a relationship with the opposite sex parent. So if you're, um, you know, a, a, a female, this is with your dad. If you're a male, this is with your mom. So there, there's uh, typically a lack of affection um, or perceived affection, right? So perhaps you have a certain personality style and, um, you know, you, you want to be hugged and cuddled and, and loved on, but your opposite sex parent has a different personality style and that's not how they show affection. So it's all about perception of affection here. But you can end up with this insatiable need or desire for presence, um, attention, um, acknowledgement, support. And you can become what, what some, some of my friends in um, the self-help industry, we call an ask hole, uh, where you ask people questions all the time, but you never go and do what they say. So you might reach out to a, um, a professional or an expert and ask for advice and they'll tell you, yep, you need to do this and this and this, and you just don't do it right? Because you really didn't want to know, this is what I need to do. You really wanted the attention. You wanted that relationship. Okay. Um, typically when you have abandonment issues, you have a very difficult time saying no. Uh, your fear here is really that you're going to be alone. So your mask is, uh, in a weird way, your mask is dependence. So the wound is that you were abandoned or felt abandoned. And out of that, you, you say, Oh no, I need to depend on all of these people. So if you find yourself not, uh, kind of standing on your own two feet, you might have an issue with abandonment. Now you see how it's different than the, the issue with rejection. So rejection is like total withdrawal, right? Like, yep, fine. I'll do it on my own. Uh, abandonment is more like, Oh, nope. Now I need to go find people that are going to help me in this life, which again, it's not a bad thing. It's just when it keeps you from standing on your own two feet, that's not necessarily good. Okay. Wound number three is humiliation. So this again occurs years one through three. Um, and it is, uh, it, honestly, it doesn't matter if it's the same sex or opposite sex parent. It's really the parent that took care of your physical development the most. So if your mom stayed home with you, that's who it was. If your dad stayed home with you, that's who it was. If you, you know, mom and dad worked all the time and grandma was the person taking care of you, that's who it was. Okay. So humiliation. And really this stems from a lack of freedom right? Um, there was lots of, uh, I'll say parental, but it could be just, you know, adult control. Um, so, you know, the, the parent felt a lot better when, when they were in control of everything. Um, but because of that, if you stepped out of line, you could feel shame or just the fear of being shamed. And that shows up in your adult life as well. And, you can also have this sense of, I, I, I have to be in control all the time. So a lot of people who suffer from humiliation, um, they have this idea, don't go too fast, <laughs> right? So sometimes when I'm in a class, they're like, can you slow down? Can you slow down? And I'm like, okay, they're, they have a fear that they're not going to get something or that they'll, they'll be shamed in the process. Or 
uh, sometimes I'll be working with a coaching client and they're like, yep, nope, that's too, too much, too much, too fast. Right. And it's, they're showing that they, they have a, um, a need to be in control. They also have a fear of not having limits because they had so many put on them that if they don't have rules or regulations or, or some boundaries of some sort that keep them kind of in place, um, it doesn't feel right to them. And they can punish themselves and others easily. That, that seems to be something, especially themselves, um, usually when they're in the process of growth, they realize that, that punishing others is not working for them, but they usually hold on to that punishing themselves one. And their greatest fear, honestly, in a weird way, is freedom. Okay, their greatest fear is freedom. Because I'll, I'll be out there and, you know, I won't have any rules telling me what to do. So the, the wound is humiliation. The mask that they, they have is um, a masochist mask. So uh, what does that mean? They gain satisfaction or pleasure from suffering. That they have been trained over time that they should feel bad about things. And so their first kind of gut reaction when um, they get an answer wrong or they say something that, you know, they felt was a little off or, you know, they, um, you know, they're late paying a bill, something like that. Their very first thing that they do is they punish themselves because they have been trained over time that when you step out of the line, when you make a mistake, you should be shamed and punished. Okay. How you doing? <laughs> this is some pretty heavy stuff, isn't it? Like I said, I could do, uh, I don't know, maybe even a week long training on these taking one full day for each one of them. Um, but I really wanted to kind of share different ideas with you and, I, for one, uh, out of the, these first three, number one, for sure. Um, number two and three, I don't know so much, maybe a little bit, um, but I've really worked through some of those, um, but definitely number one is mine. Okay. All right. So number four, the wound is betrayal. Okay. Now this one particularly is, is ages two to four. Okay. It's usually with the opposite sex parent. Um, and it's usually because of a breach of trust. Okay, so there could be some manipulation or there could be some unfulfilled expectations, right? So I'm thinking toddlers and preschoolers, listen, they have a lot of expectations. And if they are, um, you know, with the opposite sex parent, let's say that parent promises things all the time and doesn't follow through. Okay, that's, that's, you know, going to be a problem. But, um, <sighs> They, they also believe that they're responsible, they're strong, they're special, they're important, right? Um, but they, they later in life will tend to flake on their promises or they'll tend to force them, um, force others to be accountable, right? Um, or excuse me, themselves to be accountable. So, you know, they'll either, it's kind of the, the swing of the pendulum, right? The one side of the pendulum will be, I'm just going to fake on all flake on all my promises because, you know, that's what my, my, uh, father or mother did when I was young. And the other side is, oh no, I'm going to, um, really kind of force myself to be accountable because I don't, I didn't like that. Right. They also have a tendency to lie, manipulate, um, and charm other people. Again, these might not all be yours, but just consider that. They tend to be moody, 
they also tend to be always right, impatient, intolerant, right? So it's kind of, they see the world in a black and white way. They tend to act very fast. They're very kind of um, on, on the ball here. They're not spending a lot of time thinking about it. And they want to be noticed. They want to be noticed by other people because they didn't feel noticed when they were a kid. You know, their, their, their mom or their dad promised things and, and didn't follow through. And so now I feel like I want other people to notice me. And their greatest fear is really um, dissociation or separation. So remember, with the fear of rejection, um, you can dissociate very quickly, very easily. That's actually, you know, your mask is, is I can dissociate. I can pull away from people. I can pull away from, you know, I can quit a job. I can, you know, go in a corner and find myself in a happy place, right? That is the biggest fear of of folks who have suffered the betrayal wound in early childhood is being uh, dissociated or separated or cast aside because that's what they felt when they were young kids. They felt like they were cast aside and betrayed by their parents. So they never want to feel that again. So the mask that they really create in order to, you know, feel like they have control in life is a controller, right? I'm going to control every aspect of my life in whatever way I can. So I'm going to control whether I keep this promise or not. I'm going to control you by telling you whether you're wrong or not. I'm going to control the situation by making a very quick decision for the whole group. Okay. They, they step into that controlling ro- mode because their parent didn't follow through. So not I will. Okay. Now, do you see how some of these uh, are interplayed with each other? So for example, maybe you have a a parent who suffered betrayal and they stepped into that controlling mode. And because of their controlling mode, they, you might have suffered the, the wound of humiliation, right? So it's not necessarily the same things that are passed on, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, my parents did this and that, and, and I'm not going to be like that. So I'm going to switch over here and do this thing. And, and out of that, you know, you, you think you're doing a good thing, but in reality, you're just, you're, you're causing another wound, a different wound. Okay. All right. So number five, the, the last wound is injustice. Now, this wound actually happens somewhere between the ages of three and five. So a little bit later, um, it's, it's typically with the same sex parent. Uh, and the, you feel like you have to perform perfectly. Um, there's no individuality. You have to be a perfectionist. Um, and because of this, you know, that definitely goes into your, your adulthood. And you might find that you're envious of other people. You see what they they have and you're like, I want that. And you know that you're not living up to that standard per se, but you're envious of them. You could also feel cut off from your feelings um, that you just don't feel those anymore um, because you were basically trained not to have feelings. And you could be over optimistic. (laughs) So uh, have you ever met a person who was over optimistic? Um, Yeah, it's it's a it's interesting. I was talking to my husband the other day on this, actually, uh, on the disc profile, he's a high C, but a high I. And when it comes to logistics and timing, he's definitely a high I. And so he, he'll have a a plan for the day and come out and he'll say, okay, I'm going to do these eight things. Now 
I have a very different personality and logistics and timing is kind of my thing. So I've just learned in the 20 years we've been together that when he says he's going to do these eight things, I kind of scan those things and I'm like, okay, he'll get two, maybe three of those. So I adjust my plan silently. Um, and then I know when he comes back and he's like, oh man, I only got to these two or three things. And in my head, I'm going, yep. Mm-hmm. So rather than, you know, helping him understand, oh, these things are not going to, going to work. Um, cause then he'll just fight and argue with me. And, okay, whatever. Uh, I just adjust accordingly. So he's over optimistic about certain things. Now I'm not saying he has an injustice wound, although he might, but you know, that that's an example of being over optimistic. They also, um, people with this kind of a wound justify themselves all the time. They always have a reason or an excuse for why they said something, why they did something. If they apologize to you, they're going to say, uh, I'm so sorry that I did X, Y, and Z. However, and then they'll justify themselves. They have a, a really difficult time asking for help um, because they were supposed to be perfect. Their their parent kind of set them up for being perfect. And so when they're not perfect, they feel like, oh, I can't ask anybody for help, right? They also could have a, a dry or kind of abrupt kind of personality. And of course, they're not going to admit their problems to anybody, and, you know, I, we talked a little bit about that, that being envious, and that comes from comparing all the time, okay? They're always comparing themselves to other people, not because they feel like, you know, they're, they're less than, but because they were taught early on what the definition of perfection is. And so if you're trained in that way, you've got to look around and see who's doing what, how are they doing it, so that I can know, am I doing this right, um, they also have a difficulty in receiving um, because, again, they're supposed to be perfect. They're supposed to have it all together. So it's hard to receive because you have to admit that you don't have it all together. And they they can't really kind of enjoy life without feeling guilt, like I, I should be doing something else, right? And their greatest fear, honestly, is coldness. Their greatest fear is coldness from other people. Um, you know, they, they had their same sex parent who was very cold with them. They were not very warm and they, they don't want to experience that in life. However, you know, all of these things that I just shared about these people, you know, they, they tend to be cold with others. And so it's this, uh, repetition, uh, I'm going to be cold with you, but you, you know, you're going to be cold back. Oh, I don't like that. And so they, they're like, oh, I'm, I must not be perfect. So I need to switch. And so you see that, that really nasty cycle. Yeah. And the mask that they create in order to have safety is this sense of being very rigid, right? Black and white, have to have control. So you see how, how this one, the injustice one, might also come with um, uh, the betrayal, right? So that one, you have a mask of controlling and, and then with injustice, the mask is rigid. So, you know, that, like, like I said, go back, take some notes, uh, especially on the ones that you think are yours or some loved ones and see how do these interplay. Uh, you could even try to figure out, you know, your own parents, which, which wound do you think they suffered and which mask were they using and how did that um, affect their parenting of you? So 
Honestly, this is like a treasure trove of information. Um, this you could be studying for, for weeks on end. Uh, so I would highly recommend that you, you sit and think about it. At the very least, try to figure out which wound and mask is yours. And then ask yourself, what do you want to do about that? Okay. So before you move on to whatever the next thing is in your schedule today, just ask yourself, which one is mine and what do I want to do about it? Okay. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and sticking around today. I know this was a lot, but I really wanted to bring it. And like I said, I've been thinking about it for weeks and weeks and uh, just wanted to make sure that it got there in the schedule. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.